This is The Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number 11. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we relax around the campfire in Bill's backyard. This week we talked about preparing for the fall. We talked long enough that we're splitting this conversation over two podcast episodes. This is part one. Are live. Evening, Bill. Good evening, Simon or Pastor. <laughs> I'm not calling you guy next door. That's just that's right. just not. I can call you Pastor. That's only one word. That, guy I've, next door sounds formal. You can call me anything you like, just not late for dinner. All right. Getting ready for fall. You know we should do that. It's about time. Well, school's next week. I know what Labor Day coming around. We've got uh, some plans for cutting back some hostas. Kelsey and Dave want some hostas. So we're going to cut them back, put them in a bucket, and say, here you go. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. That's right. These are like, hostas are like triffids. Did you ever read the book uh, or, or see the uh, film or anything, uh, Day of the Triffids? No. What is a triffid? A triffid is, this is a science fiction book. All right. And I've never read the book, but I saw the BBC adaptation of the book, and it was, well, most of it anyway. Uh, these triffids were kind of uh, alien plants that uh, the seeds followed this particular comet, and the, the light from the comet blinded everybody on the Earth, except for this one guy, of course. Well, a couple of people, but, but most, like 99% of everyone on the Earth was blind. Um, Did they stay blind? Yes, they were blinded. They, everyone was watching this comet, which had just wonderful lights, and but the light blinded them. And this guy was in the hospital; he'd had eye surgery, so his eyes were all covered up, and he was he was uh, he was fine. So he had to take his own bandages off, but but he was fine. And then these plants started appearing, and they were well, at least in the BBC adaptation, they were they were like. Um, big carnivorous plants uh, what's the uh, the plant with the, the big leaves that come together and, and eat things the man eating plant the <laughs> Venus flytrap they oh, looked the like Venus a Venus flytrap and they had these flies. they had these big like tongue things that would fly out of the plant and if it hit somebody then that would poison them and they would they would die and it would stick to them and then it would pull them in and, and just kind of eat them. So they were goners? They, yes. These must have been pretty good sized plants. Uh, yeah, they were like six, eight foot tall in the in the BBC adaptation. And normally when they do an adaptation that's fairly faithful to the uh, the original material. So. Well, but they, these plants obviously had the advantage over the humans because they were all blind. Yes. So you know, there was some... They were, I, it was 
believed or stated in the in the book that these uh, plant seeds followed in the tail of the comet. So the the light from the comet blinded people, and then these seeds um, spawned these plants onto any world that the the comet went near, and and then they feasted on the the denizens that were now now blind. What about animals, dogs and cats, cows? Were they blind too, or weren't they in the movie? I don't remember anything being said about them. So You're asking more information than I <laughs> than I presently remember because I watched this back in England. So this is north of 25 years ago, Bill. Oh, all right. But anyway, so it's a, it's, it's one of those good dystopian future books uh, okay. that I, uh, I someday I'm going to buy a whole set of those. I've read like Fahrenheit 451 and Brave New World. I've I read an abridged version of 1984. I just like dystopian futures. They're, they're, they're fun in a depressing kind of way. <laughs> and you're a pastor. <laughs> Do you ever yeah. draw any, any uh, of your sermon from these things? Dystopian futures? No. All no. Right. That's probably a good no. thing. Um, well, because the book of Revelations is the ultimate dystopian future. Yeah. <laughs> so... But yeah, you, you, you want an example of a story telling you all about the world going to hell in a handbasket. Well, just read the book of Revelation. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, talking about getting ready for fall, can you hear off in the distance football practice going yep. on? Yep. Yeah. There was some mowing earlier, but apparently the grass has not got the memo. It's supposed to be getting ready for fall. It's still growing like it's the spring. But you know, the good thing is with the grass stopping or ceasing to grow at a rapid pace, less sunlight every day. True. And the cooler evenings. Yes. Oh, yeah, we are done with sweating season. With that fan in the window, pull in that wonderful, wonderful evening air. Oh, yeah. yeah down in oh. the 50s tonight, I believe. I sleep so well when, when I have that cooler bedroom. Oh. Well, I tell you what, being a brewer baseball fan it sure is nice to have that stadium covered and the cool mm. nights rainy nights you just close her up and you just what are their criteria fun. for closing it up do they pretty much rain so if it's cold they leave they would leave it I open i don't know i've never been okay. there when it's cold I'm, all, I'm pretty much focused on baseball i don't even know when the baseball season is the baseball season still on it, it goes it through the end of this month into oh, okay. september and the Brewers are in, they're not in a pennant race, they're in a wild card chase. Is that good? Yes. Okay. Because there's only <laughs> two teams that can be in the chase. Otherwise, three teams win the division. Mm. So the two teams in the wild card chase, they have a playoff. And I think it's only one game. I haven't actually bothered with watching the wild card chase because the Brewers haven't been in it for a while. They won the division last year, which was great. But uh, as far as the wild card, I don't know where that where that lies. I was always too busy at the store, but I always wanted them to win so I could sell more Brewer things. And then good plan. Yes, of course. Now I can just be a fan, and I've come to the realization it's just a game. Where that is I used true. to get mad because if they lost now, now I can't sell any more stuff that's right yeah now I don't care but 
put all of the blue stuff away in a box because the season's finished. Except a few because we do sell a few Christmas gifts. Oh, okay. For the uh, the rampant enthusiastic fan. Right. Well, we did. We don't any longer because we're not involved in it. <laughs> and then the Packers start. They played up in Canada last week. I heard that. I lost. By one point, yeah. yeah. But there were 33 yeah. guys that they did not suit up. So it tells me those 33 guys are going to be on the team for sure, so why risk injury? Yes, I, I heard that none of the starters... And that's um, 22 of them right there. Yeah, none of the starters played. Although apparently they were there because I heard lots of comments about uh, Aaron Rodgers' um, old Was- denim suit, which they were calling a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they play in uh, Calgary? I, I, that I, I don't I know. think it was Calgary. You folks on the podcast, correct me if I'm wrong. And I do know in Calgary, it's like the World world Series of Rodeos. Up you there. know, most of the people listening to this podcast probably do know yours or my email address. They may just correct us. Well, I won't answer, so you better... <laughs> You better contact the pastor. Well, then they'll say, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. You can correct me to the pastor if I'm wrong. I never say that to my wife anymore. I learned that lesson. It's like, no, don't correct me. I'm I'm sticking with what I said. All right. (laughs) You do that. Uh, You know, pretty soon we'll be able to look for... uh, We will. Well, pretty soon we'll be talking about raking leaves. These, These things, well, actually, they're still awfully green. Oh yeah. You know, Normally at this time of year, one or two have started turning color. Right. Well, the one in the front of the yard there—that's turning yeah. yellow, but that's been kind of a sickly tree. Yeah. I don't know how long that's going to last. He's got issues. We may be burning him next year. Yeah, we may be. That may be coming down. Coming down. <laughs> but yeah, the, everything else. I mean, it's I'm just lush. looking at this, and it's like, yeah, these these leaves are, um, well, except for our, our sickly friend in the front, all the leaves are still green you know there were one or two trees that used to turn in the middle of august around town but i haven't seen them yeah that's been so wet yes but at some point the leaves will turn and we'll be talking about raking yeah and that's fun last year lisa and i had to get up before the sun came up and raked because we had to be to work yeah not this year. Uh, it used to be fun when the girls were younger. They, we, well, you guys would rake piles as well, and then we'd rake piles. And remember when we used to bur- had the, the old uh, vegetable patch, and we'd just put all the leaves on there and burn them. Well, first of all, we, the girls would jump in them a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember one time we had a huge pile on the front lawn, and Peter had a great time. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. Now we have to bag them up and take them to the dump. It's not oh, quite yeah. so much fun. Well, you know, just bag them up because I can take them. Just set them along your driveway. I'll take them. That's no big deal. That and when you have to cut down the, the plants, too. You know, we cut ours down when they die. Well, my Plates wife likes that kind of stuff. And yeah. Hopefully she'll get around to... Well, I mean, she can cut them down, but throw them in the bag yeah. and we'll get rid of them for you. Okay. I'll use Grandpa's truck for that. 
otherwise known as the Burgundy van. And it's a Dodge van. So what other kind of van would you have in Dodgeville besides a Dodge van? A uh, Jeep Wrangler. It's got to be a Dodge. you got to be a Dodger in Dodgeville. And then, you know, that, another thing, getting ready for fall, it's like homecomings coming around. Oh, my goodness. When is that this year? That I have no idea. I don't have kids. That is school. something I had never even heard of back in England. I came, came over here, and people talk about homecoming, and I'm like, what? Well, yeah, what do you think about Well, and it varies. It's not, it doesn't even, you can't even real, or uh, consistently know when it is. Well, it varies from year to year. Yeah. It's Kids depending on the schedule, right? It's your it's the first It's gotta be a home the first home, home game after game. an away game, right? <clears throat> I don't know. It used is, to be later the in the year. But what happened, the weather got bad and nobody enjoyed watching the football game. Because uh. it was a Friday night and it was windy and cold and any wind in Dodgeville you're gonna feel it see in two places or feel it. One's at the high school and the football yeah. field and the other one is at Harris Park on the other end of town. Oh that's true. During the soccer games. Oh, I can remember cold, rainy football games that uh, friends of my son and daughters would play in. Oh, and kids that worked for me at the store. Oh, my goodness. And he had to be around to give them a high five when they all, after the game, they walked around after the coaches talked to them in the end zone. And Oh, my goodness. Cold, and just frightfully cold. School sports still... Uh still amaze me in, in England I was on the, the school rugby team and I don't remember a single parent ever coming to watch a game my parents never came to watch it you know I get home and go oh we won or we lost I go oh very good well done would you like a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> warm yourself up warm yeah. your bones and we played whether it was rain or shine and it was mostly, I, I want to say it was mostly rain. Not that, not that much rugby got played in shine. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my brother used to play for the Green Bay rugby team. They were a wild bunch. Most rugby teams are. Yeah. They, they were so wild they got creative with it. <laughs> Things I can't even say on, uh, on uh, Quite so, air. quite so, because I haven't learned how to beep how to bleep it out yet so. oh god that's good yeah yeah so be you, careful self-censor please yeah they were they were <laughs> appleton and like every city up and down the east coast of wisconsin east coast of wisconsin if you yeah, i was uh, gonna say do we have a west coast yeah it's along the mississippi river in the st croix i suppose it doesn't we're feel one of the few states besides hawaii that has an east and west coast and a north we do have a north coast. Yeah. Think of it. Wish Nothing we had. Wish south. we had the south coast. Well, that's keep those naughty flatlanders out. Well, you know what though, the people from <laughs> Illinois—they're exiting to this state. True. The, the question is, are they bringing their Illinois politics with them? I don't think they are, because uh, that's why not. they're leaving. That's. They want to escape the few of these taxes. Oh, there's more than a few taxes well, down yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when we go to Michigan, I won't buy any gas in Illinois. Yeah. Fill up at the state, before you get to the state line, and hope you make it to the other state line. Yeah, without any traffic delays. That's where you can burn right. a lot of gas. 
you know, where the, the main highways like 294 and 90 meet or 294 and 290 yeah. and then you throw in uh, again 94. And then if you stop at an oasis, my goodness me, those gas prices are exciting. Well, <laughs> they, are, they are very exciting. Very exciting is a euphemism for, oh my, you want my left arm or my right arm because yeah. that's the only way I can afford that gasoline. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't want to have a stick shift then. <laughs> you don't want to have an yeah. automatic. But anything to get money out of you. I remember the first time I, th I believe I was in high school back in the in the late '60s, and the tolls were 25 cents a toll. And you had to stop and throw a quarter in. I thought. Oh yeah, my. I, I remember the throwing a handful of change in. It was it was more than a quarter when I first came here, but. Uh, you know, my, my brother, younger brother Ken, traveled with me. It must have been three or four years ago. We went down to Chicago to a week. It was my daughter Kristen and Ken and I. And I stopped at the toll and I threw the money in or gave the attendant money and I was chatting with him. And we took off and he said to me, I don't believe you just talk to that person. I have been going to and from Chicago on the tollway since 1969, and I have never ever stopped to talk to anybody on the tollway. I said, "Well, I just want to know if it's a Cub fan or a Bear fan," and I'm sure I, I made their day. Can you imagine how boring it would be just taking money? Maybe once in a while you get yelled at for not giving the right change. Maybe, or not being fast enough, or, or yeah, yeah, or just or even just breathing. Of, yeah, the line is too long. But I tell you what, with this uh, this I system, the transponders, oh, the man, that was so, yeah. so slick. When I moved uh, <clears throat> my daughter Kristen over to Lansing, at, did you buy one? Well, I borrowed one to begin. Oh, borrowed one. And then we just. Uh, How much did I need to actually just buy? Well, you, the transponder doesn't cost you a cent. Oh, okay. You have to put $20 on your credit card. Give them a credit card, and then when it gets down to a certain point, they they keep it always at a constant $20. Okay. So it's, and it's half the price is paying for it. Right. For a toll. But when you get it, it's wrapped in aluminum foil, so you don't get any charges on it. Because it comes from Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the mail. Yep. Through the tolls. Especially if it goes UPS ground. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Yeah, they wouldn't mail, they wouldn't air flight those things. But we, anyway. We don't drive down there very often. Although, uh, Kate is now, we're going to go down in October and visit Loyola. Oh, okay. So, Kate has expensive taste in universities. Uh, so. Well, I tell you what, any private college, but I, she's a sharp gal. She'll get a lot of uh, Oh, she's very smart. She's very smart. So, I've had guys that I went to high school with go to Loyola. Jesuit school, you know. Really? I did not know that. Loyola is the Jesuit well, we'll, school. Well, we'll be going to visit it in, in October. We're going to have a weekend away. That'll be fun. Um, there are some guys that went to... The high school was at my Jesuit high school from that went to Loyola. 
Look at this, that wet log, all of them, six, seven of them we have in here, is now dry and they are ready for other ones to be put on. We're doing good. Cracked it. You know Fire is doing well. I, I'm, I don't want to jinx us, but I'm not perceiving much in the way of bugs either. Maybe the bugs have finally died off. That would be nice. Yeah, I think they're, they're goners now. Now we're getting down to the good stuff here. But the thing is, the bad part about the good stuff, if you can still hear me, is this water log. Here's a dry one. Literally water logged. Oh, with get the it? Rain. Get it? Get it? Logs? Oh, yeah, no, logged. Feel, feel free to laugh at my joke. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. I like this, uh, the sun going down earlier now because it's, the, the fire is much more enjoyable. Yes. Fall or autumn. Hello to our English listeners. Uh, you call it autumn over there? We do call it autumn. That's the girl's name. Yes, no. I don't believe I had ever met anyone called autumn, male or female, over in England. So that is not a... Uh, I had not met anyone. It, it, if it is a name, it's not a common one. That's okay. Uh, differences between England and America—that's a whole—that's a separate podcast. Uh, especially, <laughs> especially names. We'll wait for my names. buddy Wags. He's got okay. a lot of questions. All right. Um, well, wait, wait. One thing. Do you say tomato or tomato? Tomato. I say tomato. I know, but I still like you. Okay. Now, isn't there a song, a musical? Tomato, there is. Tomato? Potato and potato as well. Yes. Do you, what do you say? Potato or potato? I say potato. I, do, I don't think that one's different. That was just a song. They were being silly, okay, I think. Well. But tomato, but the, the, tomato is pronounced differently. And a tomato. Yes. It's a tomato to me and a yes. tomato to you. All right. But we are a multi. Uh, we're a multinational household. Uh, I can. My all my children are fully uh, fluent in both British and American English. I think I'm kind of. Well, you're I, getting there. Yeah. Well, I, I know a little English. Yep. By osmosis, you're absorbing. Yes, I am. Yes. That. I know a little Latin. I can say the sign of the cross in Latin. little French. I can say Anno Domini. Does that count? Well, what does that mean? Well, in the year of our Lord. Oh, okay. I can, well, the sign of the cross. Et nomine patria, et filii spiritus sancti. Amen. And I'm, I asked I'm our, impressed. Uh, well, thank you. Yes, you should come and, and, and say some Latin in one of our services. Sometime. I don't know that much. I used to know well, the computer, you know more than which me. is a really long prayer. I have to tell you a story. When I was in third grade, maybe fourth grade, so not real old, in single-digit numbers of age, we had this Monsignor, Monsignor Monarski, and he couldn't hear very well, so he had a hearing aid. And back in the early 60s, the hearing aid was like a little radio yeah. or a cell phone that hung around your neck and you had to talk into it and the trance yes. spotted yeah. 
uh, into through a wire to the ears. And he said, Mr. Wall, and I thought, oh, I'm in trouble. Is lightning going to come down and vaporize me behind the altar or what? He said, say the confidior. And he pointed to his little, we'll call it a cell phone so he could hear. And I rattled it off. And he looked at me and he said, thank you. And I, I bowed and I took off. You survived that one. I did. And it wasn't that I dodged a bullet. He just, he couldn't hear me. And we had to wear, you know, cassocks and surplices, which was like a long uh, robe and then a short, whiter one over the top of it. Then it all went to English. They turned the altar around. That was Vatican II. Did you ever hear anything about that? No. I, I don't even know what Pope came under. Was it John Paul the Twenty Third or one of the Pope Piuses? I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember my my Pope history. I wonder if they rake leaves in the fall. Pope out there in Vatican City raking. Think that ever happened? Probably not. I don't think they even have any trees in the Vatican City unless they're olive trees. Christmas trees, maybe. But, mowing the lawn. Which we'll have to do a few more times. Because yes. I also get the joy of mowing the church. And that, that mower, <laughs> someday we're going to have to replace it. Do you take years down there? No, we have a mower down there, but it, it's old and cranky. Well, I think Lisa and I are going to get a new one. You can have ours if you want. Give it a whirl. If not, we'll Is it self-propelled? No. Uh, no, nor is the one down there. So, we, The one here is self-propelled, so my wife doesn't mind helping out with the mowing here. But It'll help you keep your boyish figure. Yeah. <laughs> My wife wants us to try the couch to 5K thing again this this fall because we didn't do very well doing it last year. So, it's like, well, let's try that again. I'm like, okay. And what is the couch to 5K? It, it's a program. Uh, in this case, it's actually an app on our, our phone that takes you through. I think in like 12 or 16 weeks, it takes you through being able to run five kilometers or, or three miles, roughly three miles. Uh, and so it has you do a certain amount of walking and running combinations, like three days a week to start with, and then it, it, it the walking's longer to start with, and, and the running's shorter. And it, over time, it starts reducing the amount of walking, and you do more running. Make so sure it, you it's, get some good shoes. I, I do have some. Uh, well, I have some regular trainers, but I think for for three kilometers or five kilometers, I'm not too worried. Especially, if, well, if, when you get into the running more, you're going to want running shoes because of the cushion. Otherwise, it's going to cause havoc with your knees, your hips, your back, your neck. Well, I have, I, have, I really don't have much interest in running, but I would like to, I, I, I don't want to run, but I'd like to be able to be able to run. Uh, I've, I'm also going to see if I can find my jump rope 
Uh, it's a skipping rope for our British listeners. Um, I have a jump rope. My doctor told me I should be doing that. Yeah, since and I'm I've, getting up there in age. I'm I'm thinking that that might be a good complementary exercise to go with the the running my doctor said it's great for coordination it is and I I, I used to do some, some jump roping back in the day but uh, way out of practice now but I, I should I do have a jump rope because I, I tried getting back into it though years ago and so if I can find that then I'll get going if I can't find it I'll just jolly well order one on Amazon and say ship me that I well need you know it. when you get a jump rope get the beaded kind because that yeah. has no weight to go around. Yeah. Don't get a corded one. A leather one is okay too, but the leather ones wear out, especially if you're going to do it on a concrete. Which which I will, but yeah. So yeah, then get. I, I had a beaded one, and um, that was pretty good. Now I've got just a. It's a tough corded one, but a corded one. But that'll do. Just to start getting back into it, but yeah, I, I should get a beaded one. And you, you can get you can get uh, weighted ones. I know. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. I, I have no intention of, especially not to start with, no intention of, of going with the weight. I think one. those are made for guys that want to be prize fighters. Me, first yeah. of all, I'm not a pride. Next next thing, I'm not a fighter either. Maybe one, you know, you, when you I was thinking I might, in elementary school. Yeah, I might wear my, uh, you know, I've got my uh, bus driving steel toe cap safety boots on. I might, I might wear those when I'm trying to get back into the, the swing of, of jump rope because if it hits your feet that can hurt well yeah but well especially if you were to have a weighted one that might hurt. well that's true well we'll see i gotta find it first Wait, the weighted one well the, no the uh the, the beaded i have a corded one I, I think the beaded one wore out or broke so i need to get need to get another one i remember uh because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the itch to try doing some parkour again. And the when I tried parkour the first time, the, the biggest hindrance was the fact that I just didn't have any stamina for the running. Because it's hard to run and jump over things if you can't do the running bit. <laughs> yeah, you need a little muscle tone. Yeah, well, you need, you need some run-up on, on whatever it is you can try and jump over. And, you know, if you're... If you're wheezing by the time you get to the thing you want to jump over it, it doesn't go well no no ask me how i know better be short <laughs> short not real high it, it, it needs to be a very short run up yeah 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 i was checking on facebook that whole thing and it's like it looks like a movie um there a are scene in a movie yes yeah some of it does there are a couple of movies uh that have parkour scenes in them um because it does look so dramatic I wonder if the football team has ever done that. They probably don't want them to do that because they could fall and get hurt and break a bone. They just as soon have them break a bone on a football field as doing parquet. On yeah, the the, well, the, the parkour is a more, parkour. A more general exercise. And I think for most of the football teams, they have very specific things that they want a person that's playing a position to do. Um, although I, I have heard that some of the... The training, you know, the the, the training staff, the, the, like the weight training staff on the football teams are now starting to use things like kettlebells and, and other um, free weights more than the machine weights in order to 
improve the conditioning of the of the football players because the machine weights don't build up the supportive muscles um, it just builds up the main muscles the when you lift a free weight where you don't have the machine guiding it you have to do the guiding it that that causes your body to build up the supportive muscles as well not just the main muscles and not right just, not just your bicep but all of the other muscles that that both at the top of end of the arms up in the shoulder and then down in the elbow it builds those as well because not only are you lifting the weight you have to stabilize it yourself correct and that's you know that's why a lot of people they tear a muscle tear a bicep away and you do that you're done for the a year yeah then they have to go in and, and sort together You know, I'm sure glad preparing for fall, I don't have to go out and cut wood. Lisa and I used to do that when we uh, had a little house on Valley Street. We had a wood heater. Oh, my. It was great okay. during the winter. Not a lot of insulation in the house. But we threw a couple logs in it. And, man, we were running around in shorts and T-shirts all winter long. East or, east or West Valley? West Valley. Okay. 103. So it was like right off Iowa Street. Yeah, because I, I think, yeah, I have to go down Valley, West Valley. I got my, uh, I got my route for the full. Um, I just re-upped on the route that I was doing uh, last year, so purple. Uh, I'm only going to be doing it in the, the mornings because i got something else I can do in the afternoon. But, um, yeah, purple route is had a lot of in-town stuff uh, this year they've changed it because I I always had a uh, a loop south of Dodgeville I would go down to like uh, Midway Lanes as a family down there whose children ride and then come back on um, come on County Truck B Barreltown uh, Road? Further down the B, uh, not quite Barreltown. Oh, I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Uh, Survey Road. Old, so the old Survey Road, and then you come back on Survey Road, then come in on B, and then head back up through town. And then I would do all kind, all around here. I would you know, drive past our house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, just winding all through the town. But now, um, I think I have like four stops in town. So I've got... Let me see. We've got over by McDonald's, then down to Midway. Four stops out of t south of Dodgeville, and then like four stops in town, and then over to the school. So you got so, that big long bus. Oh well, a couple of stops. Let me see. One of them I have twenty-three students supposed to get on at that one. Which one is that? Collin Drive. That's the the new. Uh, they call it Mission Village. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Then, all right, 23 kids. I can 23 see kids, yep. Um, and then I come up one more, uh, Montgomery and Perry. I think I have about 10 or 11 kids get on there scheduled. Okay. So obviously, obviously some days they don't all get on, but I'll have quite a few. Uh, so I'll have nearly 60, just shy of six, between 55 to 60 kids. On a 72-passenger bus, that's not, not You're leaving almost too capacity. much space. Yes. Yeah. Especially in the morning when they're... Actually, I think uh, 
so one of the other drivers, he he agreed to take purple in the the afternoon. So he's he's driving in the afternoon, and I think he's gonna have like sixty five. So it will be just shy of capacity. And they don't have seatbelts in these buses, do they? No, they don't. No. Um, which is actually good. I know everyone says, "Well, why don't we have? Why don't you have seatbelts in a school bus?" It's because they're design. The seats are designed as long as they stay in them. And trying to get those children to stay in the seats—that's a—that's a whole separate. Oh challenge. yeah, yeah. But I, anyway, if if a child is sitting in their school bus seat properly, but actually on the seat, you know, feet in front of them, facing forward then they are effectively in a little cocoon and almost no matter what accident the bus has the child will survive much better than uh, kids in the back of a regular car wearing a, a seatbelt because those seats i mean the, the seats are like four inches thick and most of that's padding oh yeah so right. they're they're in a padded cell basically right uh, as long as they stay in it well uh, yeah it, you know, but if you have seat belts then should something, you know, if you have like a regular accident, fine. But if you have uh, a really bad accident or a rollover or the bus catches on fire, and that bus could be completely aflame in two minutes. Any vehicle could. Yeah, but, but the buses certainly right. can. Um, then it's, it's effectively impossible to get every, for the bus driver to help every single child to unbuckle and get out right and especially when you're dealing with elementary school children um, you know Peter can can buckle and unbuckle but sometimes in an accident yeah if if he's a little frazzled or if his booster seat kind of wriggled over a bit sometimes he still needs to ask for help so yeah they, they've, they've, there's, there's lots of real, genuine studies done by people that actually know how to do these studies that prove that as long as the child is sat in their bus seat correctly, they are safer. And I'm sure a lot of these studies have come around because of lawsuits. Um, yeah, and they, they've, and, and other studies. Um, well, yeah, the safety. And then there's other guidelines. So, for instance, if it's foggy, uh, we have the kids sit as far away from the back of the bus because the majority of accidents where other vehicles hit school buses they hit the back it's a back end collision and they will they depending on what it is that hits you can crumple anywhere from one to five rows of seats i mean it's nasty yeah um so the the standard advice we get from dispatch when we're when we're out driving if it's if it's just you know nasty levels of foggy they'll say don't let don't have any of your kids sit further back than the 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 rear axles um and you know and i've seen pictures on on the internet It's, it's it's just heartbreaking how how much something how much damage something can do when it hits the back of the bus I mean, those buses are pretty tough, but, you know, if you were to have a, a semi come careering into the back of that bus, you, you've lost all five right. uh, back rows up to that back axle. Oh, sure. So, 
Dino, after coaching seventh grade basketball, taking bus trips. Oh my goodness, <laughs> kids! Oh, and try yeah, try so you understand trying to get them to sit down and be good. Yeah, and stay they, in their they seat. never sit down. They're doing slap <laughs> games. Girls are breeding here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Boys are climbing over seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was always fun. The last. I like, can confirm all of this. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you could. <laughs> But yeah, there's there's quite a difference between a boys basketball team and a girls basketball team. Yes, there is. Usually, if you're doing a trip, and I and I don't do many trips, but the the trips where I've I've done them, they they only have one gender on the bus. Yes. Because just all boys is bad enough well throw some girls in the mix it's like oh i don't even want to think about it no i don't i don't want to go there either and they they always have at least two coaches on the bus oh yeah if if they possibly can we used to have three if not four yeah and then waiting for the parents to pick up the kids that's sometimes always a treat i remember waiting an hour plus one evening oh wow after a bus trip, waiting for a parent to pick up their youngster. And we're at the Oh, middle after school. you got back to the school. Okay. We got back yeah. to, it was at the middle school. Well, you know, we do the old lie thing. Okay, folks, kids, call your parents. Tell them we're five minutes out, and we were 15 minutes away. By the yeah. time every kid hit, you know, and we're sharing phones. I gave my phone to a lot of kids. Call your parents. And there was nothing more pleasant in a coach's eye to see all the cars lined up to pick up their darlings. Oh, yes. Then you could go home. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us around the fire. 